Welcome, everybody, to this episode of The Message with your truly angel. Wow, folks, it feels great to be back. It's been a long time. I want to say like a year and a half I've been just gone. Um, thank you for everyone tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. It's a blessing to have you tuned in right now. And I want to also thank those who have reached out to me, whether it be through social media or just in person, and have asked me, you know, Angel, what happened to that podcast? Have you stopped doing them completely? And if not, then I definitely want to hear what your next episode will be about. And so the reason why I have been gone for as long as I have been, and believe me, I did not intend to be gone this long. But when you have a calling, a gift, and believe me, everyone has one. If you are in a situation where you feel like you don't, um, this is going to require some soul searching. Definitely also some prayer with God so that he may guide you into your calling. And once you know what that calling is, you have to make a decision. Are you going to use it for your own personal gain? Or are you going to decide to use it selflessly for the glory of God? And so with this podcast, I decided to do just that. I feel like one of the best ways to bring people closer to God is through testimony that Christian life is not easy. We are flawed human beings, but that we know that we need a savior. We know that we need God every single moment of our lives. So this podcast was to glorify God. And what happened was the enemy used many different ways to distract me away from my calling to kill my creativity so that week after week I couldn't create content that I could be proud of. And that's what was happening. I would be making podcasts, I'd be writing things, and they would just never get recorded because I just felt it wasn't good enough. I was in a I was in a funk, I guess you could say. You know, I was not feeling as creative as I would like to be. And I said to myself, you know, Angel, if you are not going to release quality content that you could be proud of, then it might be best to just step away from a little bit, get your mind together, get your focus back to where it needs to be, and come back and do it the way it should be. So, although it took a little bit longer than I would have liked, I'm back. And it feels so good to be back because I know how important this podcast is. And it's not about me. It never was. It was about helping other people. I know that this podcast could be a way for people to know about God in ways that other people wouldn't just be open, you know, whether it be through Facebook. Maybe someone isn't trying to hear it on there. Maybe a podcast is that medium that will eventually take that person to Christ. So I know how important that is. And this is bigger than me. So I said to myself, you know, Angel, you got to think about the other people. You got to think about the people that you're potentially helping through this podcast. And I made the right decision into coming back. And, you know, if it feels, it feels great. I, I kind of regret having taken as long of a break as I have. But you know what? I'm back and I'm happy to be back. <laughs> Although I will say that for now, I will be doing these podcasts once a month until I can get in a groove where I can be able to release quality content on a more frequent basis. So anyways, without further ado, let's, let me not stall, you know, um, let's talk about the topic at hand here, right? The title of this episode is called Season of Singleness. And why did I choose to talk about the season of singleness for this episode? Well, first off, we are in the month of December and I'm hoping 
you guys are in warm weather, but if not, then you're probably experiencing what I'm feeling up here in New York, and that's the cold weather. And this weather is what some people like to refer as cuffing season. <laughs> now, with the cold weather and all the holidays coming up, people would like to spend that time indoors with the special someone. And there are some people out there that would get a girlfriend or boyfriend just for this particular season, which is what people call cuffing season. It's not good. So I felt it was appropriate to discuss the fact that no, not the relationship part, but the fact that so many of us are going to be single for this season and the next season and the next. And a lot of folks are going to feel bad, feel lonely. And I want this podcast to be of encouragement for you guys because being single is okay. And this episode is all about explaining why it is okay and for you guys to be able to use the season of singleness to take advantage of the season that you're in, the season that God is using to allow you to grow. So first off, I want to go out and say singleness is not a bad thing. It was never even intended to be viewed that way. It's just that many of us feel the opposite because of the world around us. I mean, to be single at times can be viewed as being undesirable. And it's not always the case, but this type of mentality does tend to happen quite often. Another example could be social media. I mean, how many times do we go on Instagram and we see tons of memes of happy couples and, you know, it goes something along of relationship goals. And you go, dang, look how happy that couple is. If only I could, if only I could just be in something like that, that would be so amazing. And this isn't good. The world around us makes it seem like we must be with someone else at all times. And it doesn't get any easier as you get older. I mean, take it from me. I'm 24. I'm seeing people getting married around me, getting into relationships. That's cool and all, but it's not easy. I'm 24 and I'm beginning to feel like I'm getting old. I mean, I have friends who have kids and all that stuff. And it's just, it's a weird space I'm in right now. <laughs> but... I will say that I'm in a much better place in terms of how I view singleness. But the season does get tough sometimes. For instance, not too long ago, and yes, this is story time. So not too long ago on Instagram, I had received a direct message from a female. Now this female was mutual friends with a friend of mine from the gym, and she was very interested in me. So interested that she actually made the first move, and I'm sure she was expecting me to return that message with something along the lines of, hey, I really want to see you this weekend. Let's see what happens, blah, 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 yada, yada. And now as, as, as beautiful as I have to admit that she was, I had to say no to her. But wait a minute, Angel, you're telling me that you're a single guy and you had a beautiful female just approach you and express interest in you, and yet you turn that down? Yeah. I did, and I'll explain why. There's a couple of reasons. Now, as beautiful as she was, and believe me, visually, she was definitely my type. There were several things that showed me that she was not for me. I mean, like first off, her profile had no indication that she had a relationship with Christ. Second off, although she wasn't posting anything inappropriate on her page, her life choices just weren't matching up to what I was looking for. And I just did not wanna be with a woman like that. Does that make me better than her? No. Absolutely not. It just means that I know what I'm looking for in a woman, and she did not, unfortunately, match up with those standards. I say all that to say this. Saying no was not easy at all. Everything in me wanted to say yes and wanted to meet up with her, but I knew God wouldn't be pleased. 
I knew that had I went along with what my flesh wanted to do, and of course what she wanted to do, I would be acting on my own will and not God's. And when you act on your own will, things just never go right. Trust me. Now, my last relationship, it wasn't terrible or anything like that, but it just didn't end well. And it showed me what happens when I act on my own will and not God's. I never asked him for permission for that last relationship that I was in. I just went along with it. It can be very hard at times trusting in God's promises, especially when opportunities like these arise. You know, when she made the move on me, everything in me wanted to say yes. I mean, the enemy was putting thoughts in my head like, you know, you have this beautiful female messaging you. You better take advantage of this. You just never know when this opportunity will come again. She's gorgeous. You better take this chance, all this other stuff. You know, uh, even the thought like, hey, maybe maybe she's secretly, you know, looking to be Christian. All this other <laughs> Every excuse in the book came to my head. And I said no, because the most important thing that she lacked was a relationship with Jesus Christ. I forget where I heard this analogy, but I always like to mention it in topics like these. So how it goes is that your future husband or wife, their qualifications should look something like a check. And bear with me, I'll explain. So if they have a relationship with Christ, add a one to that check. Are they good looking? Great. Add a zero to that check. Do they have family values? Great. Add another zero to that check. Uh, do they work out? Add another zero to that check. Are they funny? I don't know. Add another zero to that check. Now, as you can see, you can keep going on and on depending on what you're looking for in your future husband or wife. And at the end of the day, that check is going to be looking really, really good. But what happens if you take away that one that represented the relationship with Christ? What does that check become? The check becomes nothing. It's all a bunch of zeros. Because at the end of the day, the number one thing that we must, we must look for in a partner is a relationship with Christ. Otherwise, you're just asking for things to go wrong. And many couples out there, unfortunately, don't even have this. Either both partners don't walk with God, what one person does, and that just, that just never honors God. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 6.14, which is actually my favorite Bible verse currently, it says, Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And don't even get me started with this whole flirt to convert thing that I hear so often and it just aggravates me. Their heart isn't in the right place if they're converting because of you. If you guys break up for some reason... How likely is it that they're going to stick with God? They have to make this decision on their own before they ever meet you. This is just my opinion on it. So remember that the next time you see a couple and you have the urge to just be envious of, just remember that the most important thing is that they have a solid foundation in God. Speaking of which, we need to look at ourselves and see if there's anything that we're doing that's actually preventing us from getting into a godly relationship. One of the first things we should consider is, how is your relationship with God? Is it solid? Or could it be compromised if someone came along and got into a relationship with you? If you were to find someone right now, would they possibly distract you away from God? And sometimes that's why when we try to get into a relationship with someone, it just doesn't work out. Because God loves us so much that he will steer us away from anything that will distract us and pull us away from him. 
Which brings me to my next point. Is the idea of a relationship possibly an idol? Allow me to explain. Are our minds more occupied in the idea of a relationship or even a marriage instead of focusing more on Jesus? Many people out there feel their lives would be filled with so much more happiness if only they could just be in a relationship. I think this plagues a lot of us these days, including me sometimes. I'm not perfect. But why is it that these thoughts come to mind? Why is it that we rely on a significant other to fill certain voids that we may have? Don't we realize how important it is to understand that happiness can never rely on another person, but in Christ alone? And if you're single and already walking with God, well, guess what? Be encouraged by this, that you already have the best thing there ever could be in life, and that's God in it. So if you're currently single, remember that it is a season that you're in that will soon come to pass. In your life, there have been many seasons that have came and went, and this is just another one. But while we are single, we need to remember that this isn't some punishment from God. No, it's not because we're undesirable, but because this is a time that God wants to use to mold us, to help us grow. The first and most important thing that we can do in our singleness is to take advantage of the time that is available and use it to pursue the Lord. We need to see God because he is the source of everything. Right now in your singleness is the perfect time to pursue the Lord in a way that would prove way more difficult had you been with a significant other. In the Bible 1 Corinthians 7, 32 to 33, it says, but a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. As you can see, being unmarried or even not even dating at all allows you to have more time on your hands to focus on pleasing the Lord through your life. When married, your interests become divided, which is important that when you are married, let it be with someone who is going to elevate you closer to Christ. If not, your faith can easily sway, especially if you aren't with the right person. When faithful with the little, God will trust us with more. When we pursue him, a time, I assure you, will come when he will trust us to be with someone else, and yet he will trust us enough that we will remain hungry for more of him daily. And also take this time to work on yourself. We at times can be so picky with what we look for in a significant other. I mean, how often do we actually look at ourselves in the mirror and go, well, how could I be a better husband? How could I be a better wife? We want a wife who eats healthy and goes to the gym, and that's great and all, but do you even lift? <laughs> and for the ladies, you want a gentleman who's so polite and gentle, but do you have some temper issues that you may need to work on? What I'm trying to say is, let's focus a little bit less on what we're looking for in a significant other, although it is important, but in our singleness, let's use this time wisely, and let's focus on being the best version of ourselves but it's all about doing your due diligence and letting God use this season to allow you to grow. Don't get me wrong, as beautiful as this season can be, there may be times where our minds begin to wish things would move a little bit faster. It happens to most of us, even me sometimes. So I want to encourage you with this. First off, I want you to know that you do not have to be in this season alone. God created us to be in community. And while you may be currently single, does not mean that you have to be alone in this journey. Hopefully you have good friends who walk with God as well and are able to provide encouragement 
for when the season does get tough. I also want to encourage you to never settle for less. Do not compromise when it comes to the person you will eventually spend the rest of your life with. Keep your standards high because you deserve that. So if you're a guy, keep seeking the Lord and allow him to guide you to the right person in his perfect timing. I will say it once again, in his perfect timing, not yours. And when that time does come, act. And if you're a lady, then please know that you are worth it to be pursued by a man, not the other way around. So hang tight, keep focusing on God, seeking his presence, and he will bring your knight in shining armor to you. God's plan for us is infinitely better than the plans that we have for ourselves. So don't go and date people who aren't for you because doing so only causes regrets and pain. The season of singleness is beautiful because it is a season that will never come again. Remember that this is a season and every season is beautiful depending on how you look at it. I mean, take the winter season that we're in for instance. When we were kids, we were so excited when it snowed outside, right? Because this meant snowball fights, screaming down a hill on a sleigh. But as adults, this all changes. As adults, we groan and complain because this means, oh, now we have to shovel the driveway. If I have to go out later, this means going into a freezing cold car because <laughs> I forgot to use the remote start feature on the car. <laughs> you know, it's all about perspective. Use this time that is available wisely because it only comes once. Singleness is a blessing, believe it or not, as marriage is. But don't get so caught up in marriage. Remember that marriage doesn't exist in heaven. So seek the kingdom of God first and foremost. Your time will come, but trust in the Lord who will provide you with a partner later down the line. And before you go on with your day, I want to take this time to pray with you on this season of singleness. If you're currently single, let's together pray that the Lord may continue to guide us into continuous growth in not just ourselves, but in the person God is preparing for us. So dear Father, I thank you for everything. I thank you for loving me the way you do. I thank you for being all that I need in life. Forgive me for all the times that I've tried acting on my own will instead of trusting in yours. I pray that you may help me be patient and remain faithful to your word. I thank you for the season in which I'm in because you are using this to help me grow and work on myself. I pray for my future partner that you may be working with them as you are with me. Thank you for loving me so much that you only want the best for my life. May I always trust in your plan. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So folks, it's been a pleasure. This topic I really, 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 really hope was able to encourage you guys and allow you to see the idea of being single as something beautiful. Remember, the season of singleness only comes once. There's only going to be one time in your life when you could come home at 11 at night and sure, you may not wake up your parents, but you're going to end up waking your future husband or wife. You get what I'm trying to say here, <laughs> all right? This only comes once. Take advantage of the opportunity that is in front of you. Use it to allow yourself to grow, to be closer to God in ways you never have been before. And until next time, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. And this has been The Message with Angel. God bless.